Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. It is Monday, December 21st, and normally we will be chatting about movies that are on their way to the cinema for right after Christmas. Our next week was going to be the 26th through the 31st, perfectly ending mm. the year with a schedule. Perfect. Uh, but we got some news today. Not good some news. news that... <laughs> Have to try to soldier through and not just sit here sad in silence for half an hour. We're going back into lockdown. Hooray. Round three. Is it it's three? an early Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess finding out earlier was somewhat gifty, I guess. I Having a few days notice, I try to be rose-colored glasses and silver lining at all times. But it is nicer to have at least a few days because we will get four days of pity. Yeah. So... We're going to get, hopefully, people coming in and buying membership cards and buying gift cards. And already, like, the news only just happened. We had two screenings this afternoon, Muppet Christmas Carol and another round. The news happened while a Muppet Christmas Carol was going. So when people came for another round, the news had hit. And already people were asking, just, I mean, it's so nice. They're like, are you going to be okay? What can we do? Like, just the fact that within minutes... People are concerned about us. Yeah, two for the alcoholism movie, please. And <laughs> yeah. how are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's great timing. Another round is maybe not the best movie to go to. It is heart. funny, yeah. but it is also sad. And we will promise another round of movies in 2021. Yeah, that's, oh, that's you're good. You're tying. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol, that's that's a nice one to come see. That's all, true. But yeah, so anyhow, so the... The news really just rolled in. I haven't read an official press release. Just Gwen is always my internet oracle of kind of sending me news. And so she's at work right now as well. And she gets affected because she works in a theater, a non-cinema theater. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it looks like just more of the same. It's going to be 28 days, I guess. Yeah. There was some confusion of what day it was, but it is. It's the good thing about using military time. Mm -hmm. It's that thing that the French do better than us of using military time. So it will be technically Christmas night at midnight and one second. Yeah. So it's not the 26th day. It's yeah. very, very early morning Boxing Day. And that was like, they changed that this morning. It was supposed to be the 24th. So like technically we did get an extra day in but a But it's way. the day that nobody wants to work. Right. That's the thing. So initially like we lost that and there was some debate. And then like my wife was saying, like people at her work were saying that the lockdown starts today. And oh, I was wow. like, okay, literally nobody said that. Yeah. I was like, I think they heard the lockdown is being announced today. Right. And I think that some people were like, oh, lockdown plus today equals it's happened already and i was like no no no, it's the 24th and then at that point it was the 26th there's some miscommunication going around but it's just i don't know everyone people who think it's today are the ones running into shoppers and pushing over clerks and grabbing toilet paper that's why she said it actually (laughs) because we we were gonna get groceries yesterday and didn't and then she was like oh with the lockdown happening today like i almost feel i should leave work early to go get groceries and i was like well first of all it's not happening till thursday and then i was like also it's not happening till saturday now and don't you know (laughs) and, and considering how you know this is the third one and during the first two nothing happened like that like yeah. we didn't run out of bread or milk or toilet paper everything was fine so mm-hmm. just don't panic and buy a reasonable amount of everything and it'll be okay yeah and it's only 28 days i mean i know like 28 days later it made you think that maybe 28 days is pretty bad <laughs> but like it now was... we get another round of people telling us to play that and us going again you know we're still in an actual pandemic and maybe a movie about a bunch of people dying yeah. in a pandemic isn't the most best movie to play no, right we'll now. We'll have another round of the movie another round, but not another <laughs> yeah. round of 28 days or weeks later. You don't want that. Or 28 
Days with Sandra Bullock. Mm, yeah, that can, I, the, I always the think rehab of that movie. Yeah, the nobody remembers movie? that one. That's I a mean, little more feel good, maybe. Except we, we all remember it now. I thought of two weeks' notice a couple of podcasts back, but didn't reference it. So yeah. I was like, what, the fun Hugh Grant and I believe Sandra Bullock? Pretty sure. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was another one that just came and disappeared, like Mickey Blue Eyes. So many. We don't talk about that one anymore. Hey, forget about it. For our U Grant Film Festival. Yeah, just to get it off topic for a second there while we briefly forget about the pandemic. Yeah, I'm sure we will get over this sadness we're feeling. It's just, it's just, I swear to God, this is the first thing I thought. I think we're going to be fine. We'll be back. You know, keep throwing money at us. Yeah. But we'll be back in 28 days. The first thing that came to my mind, and not to make light of this, our poor friends at the Bytown were winding up. Oof. For the retirement of their cinema, oh, I forgot their about big that. depressing closing down, and their last day was going to be the 31st. They'd sold out every Everything. single show, but now all their shows from the 26th to the 31st aren't going to happen. Talk about an underwhelming... So that means on Christmas Eve, that will be their last day. And talk about an additional step on the neck to your farewell. Yeah. Your noble farewell to be like... Ah, nope, you don't get that now. I doubt a lot of people will be asked for refunds. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would think that'd be a kind of like, I don't know, you'd feel a bit grinchy doing that, even though like there's nothing wrong with it, but you're just like, ah, hey. So I got an email bright and early this morning, laying in bed, checking my emails of somebody saying that, like, again, false information saying, oh, because you're in lockdown this week, can I please get a refund of these tickets? And I just replied that, well, the press conference hasn't happened yet so i think we'll still be open this week yeah so if you are still comfortable enough to come same rules apply we're here and i don't handle the refunds you got to go to the ticket person it's i try not to be snarky and i never put this in an email but i'm always like it's like if you're going to a pearl jam concert and want a refund you don't phone up eddie vetter you <laughs> go to Ticketmaster. yeah and so this is the same you don't phone the mayfair you go to events.com they have all that information but yeah so right away there was at least one person thinking that we were closed all this week but it's like we still got a farewell week and then we'll be back so what are the pre-sales up till like the 24th yeah and which works really well because i almost because we do have a head start as we speak this will all get fixed but our show times for the 26th through the 31st are online as we speak luckily i did not have the free time enough to get a head start on putting i've input all the advanced tickets that then events.com puts up on their website i didn't do that and i was like thank god at least for that little thing is that that week of shows didn't have a bunch of advanced tickets sold so yeah. so that means like everybody will have their ticket up to the 24th then we're closed there you go so mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about that hassle at least but yeah. then there's just no hassle or anything of any kind for yeah. about a month well i just read i think from a legit news source i think the title is our health officer in ottawa and our mayor in ottawa are both pushing to say hey, our city has the best numbers in all of Ontario. (laughs) The best worst numbers. We have all the best worst worst numbers. The best numbers. (laughs) Tremendous numbers. Tremendous numbers. So there might be a push to get us out of this in two weeks to be like, our hospitals are okay. But it's going to be at least two weeks. At least two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. And the multiplex's big thing was their big announcement. I can talk about this now because it's not happening. Yeah. They were going to open Christmas Day with a single film with Wonder Woman 1984 because they were under the same rules. They would have been. That's why they never reopened this last little while because it would be, if you're a 20 cinema multiplex, you can still only have 50 patrons in there. Mm-hmm. So they were going to show, like Wonder Woman's a long movie, so I was speculating that they might leapfrog it, like maybe 25 people at one o'clock 
25 people at two o'clock, 25 people at four, 25 people at five, something like that to get in extra screens because it's a two and a half hour movie. So if you were doing just one screen, considering trailers and cleaning time in between, it would be like noon and then what, like noon, maybe four, (laughs) maybe eight, you know, like who knows. So that's not going to happen. I didn't even know they were doing that. Yeah, that was their big thing. They were going to do just the one single film on screen. Just for Christmas? Uh, I I would guess maybe at least Christmas week, and then they would see how that went. But yeah, so that's not going to happen. So I'm sure they pre-sold some tickets there. So we'll see if that squashes their plans. And when we come back on the 14th or 28th, will the multiplex come back with that as well? Who knows? Yeah. Well, it used to be tradition for my wife to go see a movie on Christmas Day because being Jewish, well, her being Jewish, oh, you know, yeah. my Christian family is a lot to take for the full day. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, honestly, being any religion, my family's <laughs> a lot to take for a full day. But anyway, so that, yeah, like, well, I mean, I've, you know, I'm part of that, too. I'm, I'm not going to lie here. Yeah. So that, you, that they had to stop that because her sister had one kid and then a second kid. And so it became hard for her to get time. And then so I think the last two years has been like a full day for her. And so this year it's like, well, at least you don't have to do anything. It's <laughs> yeah. like really mixed emotions. Yeah, there's that. She, she can't see a movie. So <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. I watched that really good documentary on CBC Gem about the Jewish tradition and how Jewish people wrote every great Christmas song that we know. Yeah. And. <laughs> Okay, so funny story. The first year that we were dating, I did give her eight gifts, you know, one per day. And like just, you know, could be fun and whatever. I don't remember what most of it was, but probably not great stuff she doesn't have anymore. But then one after sock, that, yeah, but it, sock. it was just like silly, like little whatever, you know, chocolate and whatever. But then after that, I would just give her one gift, you know, on Christmas, which she could pretend was like a super Hanukkah gift very late or something. Or sometimes around the same time. You never know. It changes every year. Then like this year, like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> she was literally like uh you know how, how come you uh never give me hanukkah <laughs> gifts you know you just give me a christmas gift every year and, and like half joking mainly joking and i was like uh actually the first year we dated eight years ago i did give you eight gifts and she could not remember if that was true or not oh. and like still probably questions whether or not i was telling the truth but i swear to god that did happen and so i'm like i don't know i don't feel as bad have you converted no <laughs> no 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 that's not gonna happen i i, I told her early on i was like listen like if it if it's marrying you or not marrying you i'll convert but i don't want to uh, like i was just like would your team even want a guy who's just saying it to say it you know like is that even good for you guys and so like it was more about her like parents and you, you don't know. want to leave the church of scientology oh man you know i'm big on that you know, i'm big on mask rants so i can't really leave that right now but i i mean I, w- I was raised christian i don't consider myself to be super religious but like my mom is religious so like for her and my grandma i kind of like carry that on but i'm just like all religion to me is like just be a good person you know just don't be a jerk i was like i'll convert if i gotta convert if it means you having you or not not r- would prefer not to so we kind of have a uh i was gonna say uneasy <laughs> like a, a alliance there but no like it's like it's good she she likes christmas it's just fun with the family whatever you know apart from this year where we'll see i don't know if i can carry a full christmas just me that's a lot of pressure it's been my like immature dream my whole life gwen knows this because i tease her about it to marry a jewish person purely to get in two holidays like i was like <laughs> i was like i was like wow hanukkah looks fun and they, they it's have like a meals, seinfeld man. thing you just <laughs> 100 sure. yeah but i like the tree i'm not religious at all but i love the tree and the stocking and santa and all that 
But also, I was like, man, if you can get in two of those at the same time. Yeah, they always bring it on the meals, you know, like the brisket. Well, it doesn't help you. But like if you I mean, if you were going to be doing Judaism as well, you might as well be eating meat, too. There I think it, be vegan Hanukkah. Like like <laughs> vegan brisket. Vegan, vegan kosher. Yeah, yeah like, vegan kosher. There's yeah. good stuff, too. Like the veggie stuff is great. You know, she's vegetarian. So obviously, like there's. Yeah, she got to have something. Yeah, there's good stuff. But like the one time, I think it was just one time we had brisket. I never had brisket before, like beef brisket. And it was, I almost like cried. It was the, one of the best <laughs> things I've ever had. And I'm not like a crazy Is that like roast? Eater. Is it, it's beef? Is it yeah, like roast beef? Pretty much. It's more like, it's almost like ribs, but without the ribs, if that makes any sense. It's yeah. like, it's like melting your mouth, really tasty, but there's not like a bunch of bones in it, which I find annoying about ribs and wings and all this stuff, you know, various meat related things. This is the first time I ever had it. And it, my father in I was like, I almost wept. And then the worst part of it was there was leftovers. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be loving this the next couple of days. And then my brother-in-law took both of ours and st- like, I don't know, like not on purpose, but he got home with like two servings and he took mine. And, I was, and he's in Ottawa. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I think you ended up with our leftovers. And he was like, oh, yeah, crazy. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, what? And I never got them. I was just like, what the hell was that? And then, you know, then well, that was the end. I mean, I should bring that up now to him and be like, hey, totally. remember six or seven years ago when you <laughs> kept all that brisket? Anyway, so, but to your point, yeah, like the meals are top notch. So she's missing out on that as well. So, you know, we're all giving up stuff. When I was a kid, I would guess probably like seven. I remember going back to school after the holidays and just like any seven or eight year old being like oh santa got me this and i got this and so i was probably like i got a tauntaun toy and i got a you know i got a c-3po action figure carrying case i still want these things oh yeah they're so good (laughs) i remember i don't remember this little girl's name i wish i could hear this story from her point of view if she even remembers it because i hope on a sliding scale of horribly offensive as a little kid i was just dumb and not offensive but i remember saying oh santa got me this 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 And she, at the age of seven or eight, went, oh, we don't have Santa Claus at my house. And I remember, like, grasping my heart and gasping and, like, dropping my mint julep on the floor and fainting. And I just remember being like, what are you talking about? Like, I I didn't know anything about this. I had assumed every single person on planet Earth has Santa come. And I remember, like, exclaiming something like, what do you mean Santa didn't come to your house? And I think that was my first, or I know, that was my first knowledgeable run-in with a Jewish person. And then she explained Hanukkah to me. And then my brain went, whoa, you get eight days of Christmas? Yes. And so this was the dominoes of me (laughs) dreaming of a Jewish life. But I hope that that girl didn't go back and be like, oh, this dumb Santa kid is stupid about, you know. But I remember that being my first run-in with realizing that not everybody had Christmas. And you get, you also get the bat mitzvah and the bar or the bar mitzvah that's yeah. Yeah. and that's yeah. like christmas you get a bunch of cash usually which is nice yeah. multiples of 18 or 36 or well one led to the other i guess but still you know so i mean either she was jewish or she was just a terrible kid and that's why <laughs> yeah. santa never came maybe that was the other option it's like oh are yeah. you jewish it's like no i'm the worst You're like oh i'm like right. and so are my heroes like jack kirby like oh uh, yeah so yeah i'm all in there's a lot of fantastic jews and one of my favorite things <laughs> that's it <laughs> Please don't make that the title of the podcast. <laughs> but, That's just what I was thinking. <laughs> one of my favorite things, like running gags that she and I have, is that there'll be, whenever we say a name like like Schwartz or whatever, you know, a random name should be like, ah, good Jewish name or something like that. And But it's kind of in my head now. And so I've literally been talking to people like completely unrelated to stuff. And they'll be like, oh, 
like I think I was at the dentist. And they were like, "Oh, Doctor Schwartz can see you now." And I was gonna go, "Oh, excellent <laughs> hey, Jewish I name, Doctor Schwartz." Hey, there you go. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe it was it's the, the same, same one. one. Could be excellent Jewish name. But yeah. they, <laughs> he's retired now. Okay, well, it's probably not that guy. I hope because this guy was still lingering around. But I thought I caught myself because I was like, maybe not everyone would take that the correct way. <laughs> like, Fantastic yeah. Jews was the uh, original pitch that Stan and Jack did for Fantastic Four. Oh, I hope that's true. Because no, but because <laughs> like ah, that would be amazing. And he's got like eight arms. Like, I don't know. Instead the thing of- is Jewish. That's another thing is that my f- proof that comic books, you actually learn stuff. My first run in after that being a dummy to that little girl. <laughs> my first run in with the story of Hanukkah was 100% in a Marvel Christmas anthology because both Kitty Pride and the thing from Fantastic Four are Jewish. Wow. So two really major characters. And they had stories of them celebrating Hanukkah and then them with Christmas celebrating teammates and whatever. So that was also another thing. In pop culture, it wasn't TV shows or movies. It was comic books where I first got my first knowledge of Hanukkah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I learned a lot of, of, well, this is sort of unrelated, but I learned a lot of big words from comic books, which is another thing I thought was cool because I remember like Fulcrum and stuff like that where you're just like, I remember how impressed my dad was. And he's like, where did you hear that? And I'm like, Uncanny X-Men number 200. Like, I have the 100% exact same story (laughs) where my dad was just not actually concerned, but I could tell like maybe just a little bit, oh, he's reading too many comics. He should be. He should be going out and playing. He should be reading books. should be playing sports or something. And then there was something where I used a bunch of big words in a row because of X-Men. Mm-hmm. And it was Colossus. And it was knowing what Magneto meant. And Wolverine, which seems so silly. But at the time, Wolverine was not a commonly known animal. Mm-hmm. And so all these things I knew because of X-Men. And that... He went, oh, yeah, okay, you're fine. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you're not being brainwashed. I think Gromit was another one. I think they used the like, Magneto used the word Gromit or something. And so I learned, like, there's these random little words that really don't. The only reason I know up. what avarice means is because the evil Green Lantern is an orange lantern. And whereas the Green Lantern ring is willpower, the orange ring is greed and avarice. And that's the only reason I know that word is because of comic books. Man. That's fun. You get them from the weirdest spot. I remember like even like 60s Batman, the TV show had like a couple of words just totally that made me think of like, I can't even think of the word now, ironically, but just what they, what they use from like whales to make perfume. You can find it washed up on shores and stuff. And it's like yeah. super. And I oh, love it. What? Blubber? Well, like <laughs> technically, but there's a, like word for it and it's the basis for most perfumes. And it's bugging the hell out of me that I now can't think now of Now you got to go back and watch all the Batman 66s. I even know the exact, it was the Louis the Lilac episode too. Like I know the exact episode too. And it was, it starts with an A too, the word I'm thinking of and I can't think of it, but like. There's some whale nerd and or Batman nerd yeah. <laughs> who is, who is yelling. yelling at their. Oh God, it's killing me. It's like, ah, God, no, that's going to bug me. Hopefully I'll think of it later on when you're, <laughs> when you're talking yeah. about the movies we're not playing. We'll circle back and just talk a little bit about Mayfair stuff just before we wrap up this podcast. We still got a bit of time, but I think it's so great that people just are tripping over themselves to support us. And I was chatting with our techie projectionist Marcus about it. And I said, I'm not one who is, it's not hard to make me cry at a movie. We came and watched It's a Wonderful Life here at the Mayfair a couple days ago, and it was looked so amazing on the big screen, and it's a movie that really holds up, and it's a movie that I always point at to remind people that Die Hard isn't the only Christmas movie that's not all about Christmas, because it's really only the last chunk. Lethal Weapon. About, Lethal Weapon, yeah. But in It's a Wonderful Life, which is the most spoiler-free spoiler movie of all time, but on the off chance that you don't want to hear this, fast forward five minutes. 
He but, killed Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Darth Vader's Andrew. dad. There's a part at the end where all the townspeople come because he's $8,000 short of his company's money because his dumb employee lost $8,000. And it's something I think about every single time one of us goes to the bank with a pocket full of money. Is <laughs> like, oh my God, it'd be so easy to lose this. That's why I like digital money better. But in that scene, it's just all the townspeople some of which were mean to him before, just throwing money at him and saving the day. And that has been what has happened at the Mayfair since March 2020 to run over into January 2021 is just people so concerned about us and just sending us $10 out of the blue or buying a name tag on a seat or asking if they could book a rental in advance just for whenever we come back. And man, that scene in that movie hit me really hard this time to just be like, Oh, yeah, it is a wonderful life, and these times are really hard right now, but people are wonderful, and people are concerned about us. And when we come back on January 14th or 23rd, I'm not going to be surprised if it's a packed house all around. Ambergris was the word. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was listening to your story also, but... (laughs) You're like, what? Yes. uh... But, uh, yes, that movie is just too much. Actually, I haven't watched it this year yet. Maybe Maybe that would be a nice Christmas Eve thing to do. Yeah, you guys can come here on Christmas Eve and watch it as I've, the final movie. I've never seen it. Oh, it's still? I mean, I hate, it's been a week. Yeah. I thought maybe you, <laughs> it's been a week. you'd watched it by well, now. I might come on Christmas Eve to see Yeah, it. we have it Christmas Eve at 6 o'clock. I mean, what a better movie to wrap up our 2020 with unexpectedly. Yeah, man. And that's, so that, yeah, that's the final, final movie. I guarantee you that night's going to be sold out. Yeah. Stop making me feel bad. Jeez, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to watch Christmas Evil at home uh, alone. I mean, uh, alone with cats. That's a mind. good movie. I mean, that, I love that movie. I wish we would play that, but I, I can't guarantee 50 people for that one. But but I will say if folks, I, we got to switch our website around now. That's going to happen in the next couple of days. But Stop looking at the awesome posters. Come mid-January, late January, some of these will hold over. Very likely Sound of Metal and I Am Greta, War of the Worlds and Boogie Nights. That could just be our week when we come back. Mm-hmm. Then there's also... Psycho Gorman, a cool Canadian oh, horror film. That's supposed to be great. That was to premiere the week of January 22 or 23 or whatever it is. So I'm sure we'll just have that soon after. And Lee asked me, he said, oh, do you want to put that online? And I said, well, maybe not just to not get cocky and, mm-hmm. you know, just say these are all coming soon. Yeah. Because hey, who knows? Maybe we'll be back the 14th. Also, maybe something else awesome will pop up before then. I do know also that I got to look into this, but... Sundance has said they're doing an online festival yeah. from the 21st to the 3rd or something like that. I think it's the, yeah, it was the 3rd is one of the dates. I can't remember the it, 28th to the 3rd, maybe. Yeah, it's short. Like it's that? like yeah. five days or seven days. Yeah. But they did say, without a lot of news about it, but that they are making their films available to American independent cinemas. So I just cold emailed them mm-hmm. and said, hey, is that going to be available to Canadian cinemas? So some fun thing like that might pop up yeah. where we could do some kind of crossover with festivals. So I was we'll see. in one of those movies too. So they I don't know if you should have, have told it. them. You're like, just to let you know, one, one of my podcast co-hosts was in one of those movies. So He's playing cop number 17. Yeah. If you need me to do like a digital intro recording thing where I'm like my overnight experience filming this one scene where you probably won't be able to see. Do you have any lines? Dark. No. I mean, none that you can hear on camera, but I was saying <laughs> lots of stuff at the time. He kept trying. He was like. Let's look over there. Yeah, I thought they would need me. I mean, they did, oh God, like at least 12, 13 hour shoot overnight. And then after that, they were like, okay, well, you need some more people 
tonight because it was the morning. So they're like, we need more people tonight if you want to do it. And I was just like, I don't think I can do too straight. It's so hard. I Making don't even know. so hard. Yeah. And so I probably would have had more close-ups or maybe even a line at that point. But I was like, I'm, I'm good. It's cold and I need to sleep for 10 hours. If you want to watch a Hallmark-esque movie on Christmas Eve or Christmas, on Christmas, when we're closed, this is when you're allowed to do yeah, this. Yeah, 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 exactly. Come here on Christmas Eve. That movie that's shot here called Christmas Unwrapped, mm-hmm. if you're in Canada, it is available for free to watch on CTV Drama. Ooh. I'll give that a plug just because, again, we're going to be closed on Christmas, so <laughs> you can watch this. But it is fun to watch if you're Sounds in- like an adult movie. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and in a way, I mean, adults can enjoy it. Children can enjoy it, you know. And uh, not to make it about myself, but I have the gunball machine from the. Oh, scene. you do, yeah. Yeah, I have and a prop. You can totally see it in the movie. <laughs> I know. That, I thought that was so funny. And as a kid, I always wanted one of those little gumball machines for no reason. Like, I mean, you're a kid and it's gum. Yeah. I never ever got one, and so it's not till coming here to steal a prop from the movie that was shot here. I and finally I, have it. I teased my friend Jen because she's. Her name's like right in the opening credits, costume designer. So I said I gave her a standing ovation. But I have to say, I told her to compliment the camera crew because I think she works with the same crew a ton. They did a really good job. The cinema itself, because they filmed in the candy bar and in the cinema itself. And it looks really good. Yeah. There's Christmas lights all over the place. I do have to say, they there's trees a hundred percent blocking the left and right of the screen well so i'm like do you take those down when you watch the movie or just be like ah that's fine well it was hard to tell in the movie whether they were watching a movie or if they were doing like a presentation and then watching a movie like the plot was very hard to follow no it wasn't that hard yeah because they just had a slide (laughs) yeah of new york city exactly and the people were just talking and walking around i was like are they watching a movie or is this just like a, a get together but man you can spot ottawa like i don't think it makes sense for a small hallmark type film not the biggest budget in the world so they try to keep their footprint pretty small Mm -hmm. so i think they shot in between city hall and the mayfair basically yeah and near your house too that park by your house. oh yeah and and there's a park which i believe is actually called central park (laughs) that's great so they faked the cool central park for our little central park (laughs) and then they were on bank street in the glebe they were on elgin you can see the elgin hotel so, yeah, they didn't venture far. And then they were inside someone's apartment, which I bet you was some apartment somewhere around here. Definitely. But, man, you can spot Ottawa. You're like, Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa. That's so funny. And the funniest thing that they bothered to go this extra mile, there's a thing in Ottawa called the Rink of Dreams right on City Hall where you mm. can just, it's a little ice rink. So they use that ice rink, but camera facing west, so kind of on the left of your screen you see City Hall, the camera's pointed towards Elgin, and you can see the big fancy Elgin Hotel. So on the horizon, they put in New York City. So they put in the Empire State Building and whatever. So it seems like New York City is hiding just behind Elgin Street. So That's I was where like, the budget went, I guess. I was like, I don't think you had to bother to do that. <laughs> I think you really. could have gotten away with just cutaway shots, but... At least they didn't put in, like, the two towers. And they're like, it's a period piece. <laughs> yeah. This is from 20 years ago. You're like, this is weird. But it's bonkers, that industry... Mm-hmm. My friend worked on, I think, I don't know, works on three or four of these every year. Yeah. Ottawa's become this cornerstone. Ottawa also had that Mel Gibson movie. Oh, yeah. Fat Man shot here. And Carlton Place, too. It's like near my parents' place, and which affected nothing. Like, they were vaguely aware. I think. Well, I think the day that those guys were in here shooting that TV movie, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think there was four movies shooting on the same day. 
and they were all Christmas movies. Yeah. It's and bonkers. They had them corralled like at Heiser Targ too. Is that yeah. the one? So, yeah. Because I, I actually had the chance to be in that movie not knowing that it was shooting at the Mayfair. Oh, but you should have. That'd be cool. I know, but the timing just didn't work out. And then, it, and the, well, and then you were telling me, I don't know if I want to be trapped in Targ not able to play video games for hours. Like, that sounds so cruel. That was the funniest thing when you think, <sighs> Oh, I get to hang out at Targ all day? Yeah. But the kitchen wasn't open. Yeah. And the games weren't turned on. So you couldn't eat pierogies or play video games. There's no way they were selling beers either. Because like no. that just seems like a bad idea with all the kids around too. You're like... And it's so uh. funny to see the cattle call that is a movie shoot. I was guarding the place most of the day. I think we split it myself and then another manager came in afterwards. Because they were here all day. Like they were here yeah. 7 a.m. till... 3 a.m. or something for four minutes of footage exactly (laughs) and so the extras who were just sitting that's all they had to do so they they were just watching the about to watch the movie (laughs) i think a few had had a bit of action where they were like walking from the candy bar holding popcorn (laughs) or whatever drop a popcorn like oh (laughs) yeah it's not that kind of movie but these poor people were say it was 40 of them so they were at targ just sitting there reading books eating their lunch whatever and then periodically would get to come over here sit in the cinema for half an hour, go back to Targ when they reset the camera, reset the angle, come back again. But that's all. Like, yeah. it, it, that's that's the life of an extra. No, it's it's tough. Like, I mean, it was it was a fun experience, and I can't say I wouldn't do it again, but, like, especially the overnight is tough. Like, I mean, that one at least was during the day. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's just sort of like, you're just with a bunch of rent of, like, I mean, this is pre-COVID, too. I mean, you're just with a room full of strangers waiting. Like, that's pretty much yep. it. And you're like... There's snacks and a lot of coffee. You need that coffee in you. But man, it is a tough life. I couldn't imagine that being like a normal life in, on a, in a good environment, you know? There are some people in Vancouver. I've heard a funny story of, I can't remember who told me the story, but somebody told me the story of it was their grandparents or something. And they were just kind of happily retired and looking for a hobby. And they somehow stumbled into being extras and nothing difficult. It would be like extras sitting in a coffee shop, extras sitting on a bus. And they're both personable people and they're having the time of their lives just like kind of getting out of the house and meeting people and getting to be in movies and Mm -hmm. eating craft service all day. And it's become this fun little hobby that they're also making money off of. Yeah. And they never take gigs where it's like, you know, in the horrible weather or Mm -hmm. middle of the night. So that could be kind of fun. But I always think of that person trying to become an actor and just building up their resume and hoping to meet people and yeah oh it's a lot it was interesting like the vibe in the room because like most of the people are cool you know most are quiet but there's definitely a few who like fancy themselves a philip seymour hoffman type or something like that yeah. where you're just like you can tell they're not trying to be a jerk but they're just sort of like oh you know i, I did uh, this that you know i was i was, I was uh, five feet away from so and so and uh, you know all this stuff and you're just like yeah. okay, okay like it's i don't think you're telling me this to be fun i feel like you're bragging a little little bit but i'm good so yeah yeah it's it's interesting like vibe uh, it would be a neat documentary to sell it for i'm sure it exists already i mean i know the, the show extras but yeah. you know it is interesting to see because i mean the, it ran the gamut like there was so many like there was like grandparents age and just like you know not kids but teenagers probably and it's just funny like a lot of people just kind of do it they're just like oh it seemed like it might be fun which is yeah, why yeah. i did it too you know it's like a it's a cool story well imagine if i lived in california right now there's star wars stuff filming all the time Mm -hmm. i might try to get my name on a list and just be like look i'm not an actor but if you need somebody to put makeup on and sit at the bar 
I would like to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. I'm sure there's a long line of people wanting to do that. It's all geography. If you live near that, it's going to be easier for you to get in that. If a Star Wars movie was filming in Ottawa, I would for sure put my name on a list to go be an extra in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and it's it's neat. I mean, I, the day I took off work, I would have made more than I made being an extra for the time that <laughs> I took off. But it's just it's, it's just a fun thing. And like, I still I do want to be in a Christmas movie that's kind of on my on my list, you know, so I, I, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> I'm sure you will get that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I should have if only I was in Christmas Unwrapped. But, you know, the gumball machine was just as good as I would have been. So you don't have to pretend to be at the Mayfair. You are at the Mayfair. No, and it would have been weird, too, if I was like there. But while we're not shooting, I'm like chilling with you. And they're like, uh, you, you can't uh, talk to that gentleman. I'm like, no, no, I work here. It's like, you work for us. <laughs> Leave <laughs> like, him oh, alone. God, this is weird. I just want to be in the office. Okay, so let's wrap this up for today. See, we managed to have some fun there. Yeah, it I wasn't all sad. I forgot about the thing for a while, but now I remembered. So I don't know what our next podcast will be. I think we'll just keep on trying to arrange it. Yeah. Being socially distant and safe and all that stuff. The world needs laughter. We'll be back next week in one form or another. This might make getting Lee to visit a bit easier or more difficult depends on what his family life is the next couple weeks but that would be fun yeah just keep staying tuned if you're a social media person everything we know will be on twitter facebook instagram we're gonna update our website by the time you listen to this accordingly to have all the information on there (laughs) it's gonna look a lot more depressing than before but it's still gonna be fine but we promise we will be back don't worry we're gonna be back on the 14th or the 28th or whatever we've got a bunch of movies lined up already if you want to help out we have some stuff available like names on plaques you can book private rentals for the future just kind of get your name down and as soon as we come back Come see a bunch of movies. Yeah, nonstop. Nonstop. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Have as good as a holiday season as you can. We'll be thinking of you. We thank you for thinking of us. And uh, we love you. And we'll see you here for some movies soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Take care. If you feel you need to fundraise with my gumball machine or an autographed photo of myself, I'm willing to donate those things. (laughs) It's worth a lot. From Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection, it's Tauntaun. My mission is urgent. Tauntaun has removable reins and saddle. Action figures each sold separately. Hail, Rebel soldier! Han Solo, help! Luke Skywalker's in danger! Tauntaun's front and hind legs move. Luke's okay! I found him! Our mission's complete. Tauntaun, from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. From Kenner.